I I have a, a, a partner in my life that is very good about it. Like my wife is she is yeah, you can very say much my rock. Thanks, man. Real <laughs> 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 right. yeah, I was thinking the other night. Like I thought I had it nailed. Why does poop float? I was like, it's because your poop floats because you have a fatty diet. If you have like high in protein, it'll sink to the bottom because mine are always sinking. And then <clears throat> I get hit with, no, it it floats because there's gas in it. I was like, no, gas comes out of my ass. It doesn't hang out in my poop. <clears throat> They're not buddies. <laughs> You pass guys, you don't hang out with it. And uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Let's say the the weird thing is though is like not all poop floats. You mm-hmm. have lily pads. I mean, there's plenty of different types of poop. Yeah, the lily, lily pads. pads. Oh man. Oh, those are the worst. But then you have the ones that just heat-seeking missile right down the drain and you didn't even know it existed. Oh, the just, ghost poop. Yeah, <laughs> the, the ghost poop. You can't even admire yeah. it after you think you laid the biggest turd and you're like, fuck, man, that thing's a monster and then it's gone. Oh, yeah. You just gotta salute it and then <laughs> you say thank you. That's his Yeah. Cleaning your drain. <clears throat> yeah, then you wipe your ass to be like, hey, did I poop? You just like, even your yourself. ass does no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, fuck, man, I'm pretty clean, man. <laughs> no signs here. Yeah, then you no. just second guess live. Like, fuck, man, is anything real? There's no no forced entry. Like, there's no signs, no fingerprints, nothing. <laughs> no sign of struggle. Nothing. <laughs> he got detectives just stumped. Like, I don't know. So you pooped. All my evidence shows that you didn't poop. Yeah, so you're saying you pooped, right? I yeah. swear to God, it was relieving. Yeah. yeah. How about lily pads? Lip. When do you get lily pads, bro? Is it when you drink a lot or is it yeah, spicy? So for me, I think it's when I drink a lot. So I typically get lily pads Monday through Saturday because <laughs> I drink a lot most of those days. So a lot of my shits are just resting up top. <laughs> then a but day then off get, Sunday, a day off Sunday. Yeah, Sunday's the cork. The the cork will explode. It's more of a champagne. Oh man! I'll, I'll, I'll pop the top, and we'll just keep flowing out. Popping oh, bottles in the toilet. <laughs> it's rare that I get the ghost poop. I get um mostly lily pad and then cork. Yeah, don't ghost if it floats. <laughs> then, I mean, the cork is never really a good. A good time. It's like a you get embarrassed when you pop that cork and then you see what happens afterwards. Yeah, then you gotta wipe till your ass bleeds because you got single ply TP. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I do the eightfold. <laughs> the eightfold. <laughs> yeah, you count ply, your squares. That's right. You count your squares. Single ply, I eightfold. If it's double ply, I fourfold. What made you start counting your squares? I think it's just my fascination with math. <laughs> with math, I got four, and I pulled it twice. It's actually a perfect square. Yeah, I'm crunching some numbers here, but yeah, yeah, that works. That's, that's yeah, good. the math that's works out. Well, we're going to roll with that one. It's pretty consistent. I mean, it never fails. 
You you were just curious one day, or you just like, huh? How many squares do I actually use? Well, when you're broke, you gotta count squares. <laughs> Single plier, like fuck. I'm gonna make this last till Friday, so. It's like, all right, I'm going to Kleenex. I don't know. It's, <laughs> don't flush as well. <laughs> if I poop twice a day and I use approximately three wipes, four squares a piece, I can make it till Friday. Yeah, I could probably afford that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should hold it next time. I don't know. I'm, I'm on a budget. Yeah, I better poop in the porta body of the store when I'm shopping next. <laughs> Save, on some TP. <laughs> Save on TP squares. <laughs> and there's quite a bit of snow outside. Maybe I can just go boot scoot and boogie. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh man! How cold! First of all, well, I mean, how much money did you save? Is the real question. <laughs> Not enough for the fucking trauma. I don't know. I've crunched numbers, man. I'm telling you. <clears throat> yeah, how would you even do that? You just ass race across the snow, or do you like build a snowball and then wipe it? Well, Are we getting to? Too much. <laughs> Are we many, too much many, into this? How many plies are your snowball? That's a big question. Oh, yeah. Is it powder or is it uh, a little more solid, compact? <laughs> is it good packing snow or <laughs> is this like a, you know, oops, I went all the way through. And then I got a little residue on my <laughs> I mean, there's different snow, there's different teepees. Yeah, it's true. You know, slush snowball. Exactly. Oh, that's good. That's good oh, it helps clean. Then you can just flick it away like a booger. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> you have to throw it at somebody. Poor soul. Anything to save a buck, man. Oh, yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been standing there. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Why are you standing where I'm throwing my poop ball, buddy? I look at the weather report. I'm just like, ooh, we're going to save some money this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. The snow is coming down. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it even says packing snow. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Turn into wiping snow. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> B, what, what do you think make, makes poop float, though? Or sink? I mean, I'm sure there's some scientific, you know, answer to it but i don't know we need neil degrassi but maybe i mean i'm not bill nye or anything but i know when i eat certain shit that i shit certain things and it is not pretty solid or not solid i mean i'll be honest it's been quite some time since i've had a like a full solid lunker that just dropped to the bottom of the toilet. Jeez. <laughs> you can better lose in your life, bro. I haven't had any, you know, trophy poops lately, but I've had them in my day, that's for sure. Well, so I didn't believe it. I looked it up. It is gas oh. in your poop. Pissed me off. I was like, wait, wait so if you're gassy, your poop floats. I was like, well, I mean, I fart. You know, all time. I was like, am I just letting out on my gas and then my poop sinks? If you hold it in, if you're holding in on your farts and your poop's gonna just be a little buoy up top. Well, I know <laughs> I ain't shitting helium, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's why I was always so fed. I'm like, why does this float? If I lay on my back, do I float? 
<laughs> Maybe if you farted and you had a string attached to you. <laughs> Propel myself up to the surface. You start taking off. You better detach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hit the cut string. <laughs> Hold up. Someone cut it. <laughs> uh, Brad, Brad's floating away again. Helium parts must be in his diet. Yeah, I wonder what he's eating. Poor guy. Yeah, how weird is that though? It's gas in your poop. I still don't know if I'm still fully believe it a million percent, but I always thought it was like your diet. Like if you ate fatty foods, your poop would float. If you ate, you know, like uh, more protein or less fatty foods, it sinks. I was like, that makes sense. Shit anchors. I mean, that's what I thought. I was like, fucking protein's heavy as fuck. And you know, know. the Twinkies are fucking light as a feather. Yeah, stiff as a board. They're buoyant. I guess I never really pay attention to my diet too much, which explains a lot, actually. Explains the lily pads. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're all lily pads. Sometimes they they get like three or four lily pads. Sometimes it's just one big old lily pad. Big old fat poop. Oh yeah, sideways poop. <laughs> Sometimes the poop is coming up from underneath. <laughs> That's the cork. That's Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cork, little champagne. Like, oh, little backsplash on you. <clears throat> When's the last time you had a poop so heavy that it fucking dunked it and splashed your cornhole? Oh, 2008. <laughs> that was what I like to refer to as the poop. Uh, the year. <laughs> The, the year, oh, yeah. the myth, the legend. Uh, I have grown up. I've went. I've transitioned from boy to man. Yeah, fuck, man. I will say it's been a minute. I've had pretty solid poops now that I don't eat like shit all the time. Because when I was eating like shit, drinking, eating fast food, and door dashing and shit, I had mud ass a lot, but. I eat better, more protein shakes, you know, eating just healthier diet, eggs and shit. Pretty solid poops. But I have had a kerplunk that just splashed and made you clench your cheeks real quick. Not for a while. (laughs) Made you bite the pillow. Just go for it. Whoa. Hey, now. Why are you taking a pillow to the bathroom? (laughs) You know. (laughs) You know. This one's going to really be a, a full cork. (laughs) <laughs> Why do you got a stick to bite on? Is <laughs> <laughs> biting you a rag? <laughs> oh yeah, fuck! It is. You know, it's cold. You don't expect it. It's weird. You're like, oh shit, what's touching my butt? Who goes there? I usually, I usually know what to expect when I go to take care of business, and it's is it because your pretty. stomach's like gurgling a certain way? And like, fuck, this is gonna be a pad. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'm tippy-toe running to the bathroom. <laughs> Sometimes I got a slow walk or else I know any fast movement is going to unleash. <clears throat> High knee in it while clenching your cheeks and holding your ass. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it is high-stepping. <laughs> you better get the knees up. You're leaking. <laughs> You're leaking. Longer strides, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. That's why I bought a house with a bathroom upstairs. I have to hide me up to the bathroom. Oh yeah! Anytime you see somebody doing like a fast penguin walk, you know they got—they're just clenching in a shit. Oh, absolutely! And it's got to cheer them on. You can't ask them any questions. You can't yell questions while they're running. 
because they're yeah. not going to slow down their momentum. Oh no, they'll just be like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you made me shit myself. <laughs> When's the last time you shit yourself, dude? <clears throat> 2008. It was the year. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What a year. Yeah, what a year. And we went from solid kerplunks and then all of a sudden started having lily pads and spackling your yeah. shorts. Then again, strangely, that's how I knew it became a man. It all—it was a weird time in my life. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. For me, like, I don't know. It's probably—I don't know. It was years back, but you know, just fart, and all of a sudden you fucking spackle, and you're like, fuck, I think I pooped. God damn! I didn't know your name was fucking Lou. <laughs> Last name Sassel, buddy. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those gambles. You're like, fuck, I got a fart. Is that a fart? Well, no. You went 50-50. Yeah, it was a (laughs) fart, but came along with some baggage. That's the old old poem. The old best poem is, Here I lay so brokenhearted, tried to shit and only farted. Then one day I took a chance, tried to fart and shit my pants. That's the gamble you take when you get 30 plus. I know. I'm a betting man. That's why... You know, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) 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 And it's the worst. I'm glad I did it at home. If I did it at work, I'd be like, fuck, man. Do I get to throw these away? Not again. Or do I try to, like, (laughs) clean them off in the sink, and then there's no dryer, there's just hand towels. You shouldn't play it off. It's not my ass, it's your ass. Yeah, man. You stink. (laughs) You stink, man. Come on. Why is your ass wet? It's like, yeah, why are you fucking squishing like your Squidward every step? <laughs> and you just walk and you fart constantly, I swear to God. It's aroma coming from you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing I was happy. I was like, fuck, I'm glad I'm at home right now so I can throw them in the wash. This would have been really embarrassing if I shit my pants in public. Yeah. And you can't go home. You just get to sit there with your ass just chafing from dried up shit no dignity usually yeah it's fine no dignity at all just sweat and shame going across your body (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know i gotta go over here guys anytime a group said like ah man i gotta i got a phone call or something (laughs) fake a a family emergency (laughs) president Hey, Biden, buddy. <laughs> you again, huh? <clears throat> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. But, uh, yeah, dude, poop floats, I guess, because of gas. I don't know. I only looked at, like, three websites, but they all said the same thing. I was very upset. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you definitely got to believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, you know, very reliable sources, I think. I don't know. One of them was WebMD. I was like, well. Oh, this is just as good as Wikipedia. Yeah. So I went to another one, and I was like, all right. WebDM? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just the reverse, you know. (laughs) They didn't reverse their answer, but. No, they just live chatted you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I looked at a few, and I was like, God damn it. This thing. I'm going to have to do more research, but... I, I think we know that. 
<clears throat> yeah, might have nailed it. I don't know, but I don't know. I, I it just doesn't sound right. Well, it doesn't look right on my end. Oh no, not if you got fucking lily pads. Metamucil, buddy. Metamucil is the game changer. I'm telling you, you wipe, and you're like. Eh, it's pretty clean. So then you wipe again just to double check. And then you look down and there's a poop in the toilet. Full log. There's the second wipe where there's nothing. Do you still throw that that in the toilet or do you save it? Ask him for a friend. (laughs) Where would you put it? I don't know. I'm, I'm on a budget. <laughs> Just lay it on top of the roll. Be like, hey, pre-roll. Blend in. This is a, pre- in, this is a pre-roll, all right? So I'm so nice. I'm going to leave it pre-rolled oh, for yeah. you. You just fake it like it was just, you know, on the end of the roll and then just roll it back a little bit. <laughs> get away with it. Jesus, get away with it. Next person goes away. I'm like, oh, wow. Four plies, nice. Nice, that's four what I used to, right to huh? go. Usually a five kind of person, but you know, four will do Someone, it, yes. Someone's math is on right now. <laughs> oh, man, it's four this whole time. I've been using five. <laughs> yeah, it's like fiddling with the thermostat. You just don't do it. You don't use five plies, or you don't use five squares. You don't touch the thermostat. It's <clears> a natural yeah. rule. Yeah, thermostat stays on 69. Every time. Every time. And also, this might blow your mind, but I've never counted how many squares I use for TP. I just roll down and be like, oh, that link looks good. Good Lord. I mean, where does it end? I am an animal. I get it. You just blindly unroll TP. You probably scrunch it all up into a ball in one wipe. Oh, my God. That never happens. If you do that, then you probably have oh, no. problems. You probably have problems if you're scrunching it. How it, if you scrunch it up, you get maximum like two wipes, maybe. There's yeah, no room to fold. You can't do anything. At least that's not there. Now, nah, at least I'm smart enough to do that. I just wing it back. Uh, you know, that's pretty good. And I roll it up, wipe, you know. Seven fold. squares. Yeah, we'll divide by two. We get three and a half. Okay, well. Yeah, but you got to double wipe. You got to. You have to after your first wipe. You have to roll, roll, and then wipe wait. Do again. you roll it? I fold it. Well, yeah, fold, fold, like your poker face. Until it gets too risky, and it's like a little pinpoint on your fingertip. Like, well, yeah, oh, yeah. This. it's too I'll risky. You, you, dunk, you dunk that. Right? Yeah, you dunk it if you fold too much. It's like, man, Cut there's no room. <laughs> there's no room. No, we're things a bit soggy. Fuck. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> Hope you don't get to that point. Hope you stop before that. Depends on the times, man. Inflation. Yeah. I didn't know that counting was a thing. I always just thought like, oh, yeah, you just flip it down a little bit, rip it and flip it and fold it and mold it. You, you rip it and stick it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And then it's uh, <laughs> I stick it and I pull back. Is it, wait, you keep it in there? 
<laughs> Walk yeah. around with it, let it wipe itself. <laughs> Only on the weekend. Yeah, Sunday. That's cork day. Yeah, man, I gotta plug this up for a minute. Hmm. Starting to leak. Starting to leak out now. <laughs> I'm gonna invest with some maxi pads. Man, I mean, maybe. No, we're not going down. Nah, thank you for stopping me. My brain almost started with that one. God damn, thank you for saving me. That would have been quite embarrassing. Goodbye. Yeah. Question that almost it. left my mouth right now. I was like, fuck, man, I'm so happy I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could save some money, sure. Yeah, sure, you know, I have a pull string. I don't know. Well, you just <laughs> <laughs> you gotta walk around all day wearing a diaper. Fuck. All right. <clears throat> on that note, right, buddy, moving on. Moving, moving on, on. Moving on. A real topic for today: uh, sports fans versus non-sports fans. Uh, <sighs> You know, as sports fans ourselves, this might be a little one-sided. But we'll try oh, it's to gonna be. We'll try to maybe at least see the other side and then instantly combat it and tell you you're weird. I mean, but, we're fresh off Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. So. P big time Eagles, Eagles fan. Big time Eagles fan. Heartbreaking loss. Yep. It was not a pleasant experience for anyone around me and yeah. i like to apologize to everyone around me yeah well there might be some might be some wounds during this but just uh take it for what it is take it with the grain people all right um i don't know i get let me let me start this out a little bit with a question for you p so why do you think they aren't fans of sports because i mean we think of sports at least for a dude you're like oh I mean, typically in the U.S., we're like football, basketball, right. baseball. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe a little hockey, whatever. But typical ones. Like, what do you think? Why people aren't a fan of sports? See, and and I personally just my interest growing up as a kid, I was always fascinated with sports. I went down the whole rabbit hole of all different sports, even like all the way to NASCAR. I was hockey, I was baseball, at least some sport to me had a point where I was involved in it. So I personally can't really see how somebody couldn't be a sports fan. But at the same time, like if you're involved in, you know, let's just go like art, band, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like I could see that completely grasping you there. I don't know how my upbringing or my life would be without sports. So I think that ties into why it's so passionate for me when I pick a team is because it has a lot to do with what has brought me to this point. Yeah. And that's my team now. Yeah. You, you pick a team, you, you get your loyalties and even though like I get it on the surface, like I, I see the arguments of like, well, you know, you're not playing in that game, right? You know, that team doesn't care about you, right? Yeah, I get it. But it's just like picking a, it's picking the one thing that you care about a lot and you invest your time and thought and emotions into it. Yeah. And you do, especially for like, you know, if you football, you do it all year. 
you keep track of what the hell's going on all year. And I was even just telling, you know, before this Super Bowl, I was like, well, this is, I'm lucky enough to, this is the third Super Bowl that I'm going to be able to watch the Eagles play in. I'm 33 years old, so three times in 11, you know, 11, 11. Years. Exactly. I made a wish and didn't pay off. <laughs> didn't pay off. Came up short. <clears throat> Got to say amen. Like a, some. <laughs> I, I put it in those perspectives. It's like this, this moment, it couldn't. I mean, very well, not happen again for me the rest of my life. You never know. Like, I can never watch them in a Super Bowl again. Yeah. You're just not quite sure. There's some dudes who've never been to a Super Bowl, so they yeah, go exactly. their whole life. Like, I mean, you know, that, that's just football. Um, for me, like, when I think of people who don't like sports, I'm like, do you not like it because you don't understand it? You know, like, oh, I like art or I like music. I'm like, well, so do I. But I still love sports, and I love music, but I can't cheer on music unless you go to a concert, you know? And, like, you could, you know, turn the TV on every Sunday during football season, and there's games on. And for me, like, I have a different attachment to it just because of, like, I grew up on it, you know, family full of sports people. But it's like a lot of camaraderie and, like, knowing that you can rely on someone, and then they're going to come through, and then you celebrate together. Like, there's just something about that. And I think people can understand, like, even if you're in, like, band or something, there's just something about coming together and, like, making something awesome happen. <clears throat> you know, whether you practice that forever or maybe it just came out of the blue and you're like, man, I don't know how I threw that ball to you and I don't know how you caught it, but it's, like, an amazing feeling. And then you get to celebrate together as a team. And I think that's why sports are so big in the U S in general. And to me, and probably you is like, like that camaraderie that, you know, that teamwork that you've been working your ass off so hard for. And then, you know, it pays off. And I think, I don't know. I think people that don't like it just don't understand or don't, or will just come up with stupid stuff. Like, ah, well I was cut from this team. It was fucking dumb. Yeah. You know, a lot of it has to go, back to just a passion as well i mean it's i think that's a foundation of it you had a you had a passion for sports you had a passion for something on your upbringing and maybe that passion just wasn't there for you so it didn't allow you to appreciate all the finer details in what's going on same way for you know people that love sports but they don't find a passion in something else someone tries to describe it to you and you don't see it that way. So when you're describing sports to somebody who doesn't really care to know or doesn't want to know, it's just not that interesting to them, then they don't understand the full passion behind yeah. it. But I think what people need to understand is everyone's always passionate about something. So say you're a swim coach or you know you teach um, jujitsu or... I don't know, maybe you just like playing the trombone or something. Like, whatever it is, if you're passionate about that, there's a reason why you like it. Maybe you don't, maybe I don't understand why people like the trombone, but I don't hate on it. Like, hey, why are you taking your concert so seriously? It's because they care about it and they practice so fucking hard for it that they're going to go and perform at a bunch of people and feel accomplished. Like, I understand that part. I might understand, like, oh, you're just playing the trombone. 
boom, 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 you know, and make these sounds. I'm like, I don't quite understand that, but I understand the gist of it. So when people say like, oh, well, why are you taking this game so serious? Because you care about it. Like you're invested in it. You want that outcome to happen because you know, you know, like say, you know, we can go back to the tuba thing. Like, okay, say if, say nobody showed up to your concert, it would just be like practice again. If you don't have anybody cheering you on, maybe they can't see you, but the stadium is packed and not everyone can afford tickets to be in that arena. But it's the same thing, though. Like, you want to be there to help support them on if you could make it happen and had an extra five grand to go to the Super Bowl and flights and, you know, time off. Like, you'd probably make it happen just to support them. But it's the same thing at home. And that's why I think you, you know, like me, especially, I take shit serious. I'm like, come on, dude. I know you're better than that make it happen oh yeah and one thing with sports i think a lot of it is it has a kind of set up where you have a team so it's competing against other people not saying that you know other hobbies and whatnot isn't competitive but it's a lot of a lot of teamwork and a lot of you know there's plenty of teams You, you go to any sport there's you know, 32 football teams, there's 30 NBA teams and you, you dedicate yourself to one and then you have, no matter who you're going up against, you have a rival you have someone to go against, to root against. And you instantly, I mean, you think of like Eagles, Cowboys fan, you think of Seahawks, Niners fans, like yep, they're instantly going to butt heads just from the teams that they have chosen. But at the same time, you understand, hey, you chose this team, and I chose this team. We're we're going to butt heads. You're my natural enemy. It almost goes back to high school days of like, you go to this school, I go to this school. We're crosstown rivals. We instantly have something out for each other, and I think it brings the best out of yeah, people. Competitive, yeah, super competitive. And then when someone starts talking shit on your team, it's just like a man, I don't know why I want to stick up for this team so bad because they don't even know who I am, but I know who they are, and I've put a lot of my emotion and everything into it. Yeah, but I, 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 th- I think people don't understand like how competitive everyone is. People might be like, I'm not really competitive. We talked about it. Timbo said, I'm not really competitive, and then the more we talked about it, like, well, I'm actually competitive on this and this. I'm like, yeah, we know everyone's competitive, yeah. And, and that's the thing with the rivals. I don't know if it's ingrained in us, but it's definitely brought up in us with like different schools and like you compete against each other, you know, whether that's debate or basketball or, you know, uh, dancing, whatever, like whatever everyone's into band, like you compete. I mean, even like in like school basketball games, like the bands would like, you know, clown on each other. Turn out band each other. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it might be weird or funny at times, like, but like you're competitive against them. I don't think people realize that no matter what you do, you're going to be competitive to be the best swim coach in town to make you sure your kids that you're coaching are going to win, you know, state or, you know, win this competition or whatever. Like everyone, I think, is competitive. I think it's a lie to say that you're not competitive about something. 
Maybe some people have more of a passion and they find more drive in it, but everyone is to a point. I mean, even like day-to-day shit, like, oh, you see your neighbor roll up in a new car or something, new SUV. And then you're like, fuck. All right, maybe maybe I need to upgrade my shit. You Dude, know? let me tell you how weak my competitiveness is now. Bring <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait, but <laughs> I, can't wait. <laughs> I get so fucking pissed off if I see my neighbor mow his lawn before I could or snow <laughs> snow blows his sidewalk. I'm just like, you think you're better than me? I'm gonna do it straighter and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a yeah. design out of this now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna blow some on your driveway, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better not do it before me I'm, again, all right? I'm going to blow a little more than snow right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a warning shot, all right? Hey, you better control your mind. I'm about to blow it. Fuck. <laughs> but I think... He has uh, no I idea. Think... Oh, man, if only he knew. <laughs> he has no idea. He's like, man, huh? Joshua, he's uh, snow blowing right after me. He does a good job. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, fuck this. you, buddy. This is so much straighter than yours. Oh, yeah, you kidding me? You're, you're off. Like, well, you must have one shoe on when you're snow blown because mine's so much straighter. Yeah. What do you got? A single car garage? I got double, buddy. Come on. Scott. <laughs> I it. Scott. Wow, buddy. Step up your game. But I think I think the good thing about sports. Um, like I think competitiveness is is a a really good thing to have growing up because it teaches you a lot of lessons and it teaches you to you know fight and and want that desire to go get something and especially in team sports because you at the same time you have like you were saying you have just this, this like almost a brotherhood just a you want to do it for somebody else a selflessness that goes with it yes you want to you know, achieve your individual goals and you want to do well, but a lot of it is to not let the person down that is next to you that is working just as hard for it. And that can transition, you know, very well into a lot of aspects, you know, life. job, family, life. Yeah. It's all, it, I think it's just a very good lesson to learn. And once you have it in you, you will carry it over. Yeah, it's that's you nailed it. That's one of my probably my favorite thing about sports is what it teaches you there. Like you want to try and give your best because, you know, the person right next to you has been doing the same shit as you putting in the same amount of work, the same effort. They want to win just as bad. So you're not going to let them down and they're not going to let you down. And you're going to know that. You gave everything that you had, and if it doesn't pan out, at least you know that you gave everything that you had. And, you know, you're going to lose some, and that's another big one is losing in sports. It hurts. It sucks. Like, man, I never want to feel this. And I feel like that transitions in life for me a lot. Like, I don't want to feel this again, so I'm not going to let it happen again. And I learned that from sports. Like, when you lose a tough battle that, <clears throat> say in football, you know, it's down in fourth quarter, you're down by the end zone, a few seconds left, you just got to score this touchdown to win the game. If you don't, you're going to lose. And when you lose, it is the worst. It sticks with you for a long time. Not just like, hey, the next day, the next couple of days, it sticks with you for weeks. And you're like, I don't want to lose again. 
especially looking around the locker room and you see everyone else devastated too yeah you're like i never want to see you have that look on your face i never want to see you have that look on your face i don't want to disappoint you like it it steps you up to a a level that is almost so selfless because you want to do it for the people around you you want to make yourself the best version of yourself so that you don't have to see everyone around you go through what you just felt. Yeah, dude. Especially when it's your fault. Like for me, so we, this was like eighth, ninth grade football. Um, Playing this tough team. We've been kicking everyone's ass all year. Play this tough team. Um, I had a, I had a really good game. You know, I, <clears throat> we ran this same play when we were down to like the 10 yard line and it burned them all night. Three touchdowns on it. You know, I was hitting this pass all day, all night. And then fourth quarter came down, ran the play. I was like, okay, it's too easy. You know, been burning them all day. And we ran the same play and I threw it. I didn't put loft on it. I threw it too hard. Mm, and it was a little high, right? Because my other ones had a little loft, so they're higher, and they would drop in perfect. It was a little high. <clears throat> I don't know. It, it would have been like a super tough catch. I threw it too hard right there. Went right through his hands, lost the game. And I was like, that's on me. I fucked this up. I've hit this pass all day for the past six games. Never miss one, and I miss this one to lose the game. And that sticks with you for, I mean, fuck, 33. That was eighth grade. Like, it sticks with you. Like, I don't want to fuck yeah. up because you see how much it lets people down. You're like, I let the team down. I let, you know, that person down. I let coaches down. I let the fans down just because I overthrew that pass because I've hit it a million times and I didn't. And that sucks. I mean, you can learn a lot from that. Like, hey, people make mistakes, but also you learn that you don't want to do that again. When the, when there's pressure on you, even in life, like, man, the pressure's on me. I got to pull through. I got to make this happen. I don't want to let everyone down around me because it's yeah. one of the worst feelings. Especially when you have an important role, you know, if you know you have you have kids, you 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 feel that that pressure of like, okay, whatever I do is going to trickle out to the rest of everyone around me. And you get into the role of like where they're going to like almost magnify it and be like, okay, everything is determined on what you do. At least that's how you feel because you kind of have to put that pressure on yourself that yeah. once you do something and you're like, fuck, I probably shouldn't have done that or I made a mistake, like it, it'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually good. We might have to transition real quick into that. I really like that. So putting pressure on yourself for anything in life, especially when you get older. I know even sometimes without realizing it that I put a lot of pressure on myself. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, I got to make this happen. I got to make this work. I got to succeed here. You know, I got to do this and not. You know, like, oh, I got to make sure and make this amount of money and I got to put in this many hours to make that money. You know, I also got to do these things or whatever. Like you, I put a lot of pressure on myself 
and sometimes without even realizing it. And I guess, I guess the question is like, do you think that that hurts you or helps you to put pressure on yourself? Uh, I think it can do both. It's, it's definitely a matter of uh, realizing it because if you realize that you're basically just trying to take too much on and you don't want to disappoint, you don't want to do this and then it changes your day to day mood, then it changes the person you're around. It changes your, you know, your attitude towards your kids. And you have this great goal in mind of like, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to do this, but, and the end goal might, you know, work out for you. Like, oh, I accomplished it. But everything in the meantime, was it really worth it for you? Like you might be blind to it and be like, yeah, I accomplished my goal. But meanwhile, I was a pain in the ass to be around and I sucked and I wasn't as good as I normally am. Yeah. And you lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that when you put pressure on yourself, it helps you push yourself. But I mean, I think there's a time and a place for a lot of it, especially you get older. You're like, because it does stress you out. You got life bills, you know, everything going on in your life, wherever stage you're at. There's a lot of shit going on, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. So I think it helps push you. Like if you have a goal, but, you know, I've been, you know, through my life, I found out a lot that when you put pressure on things that, you know, you got to figure out or you got to, you know, just kind of got to think about and let it process or whatever. Like those, when you put pressure on those almost hurt you because, you know, you're putting that pressure where you're like, hey, maybe I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. And then you don't have a clear head to figure it out. Well, that mm -hmm. pressure is still there, so your anxiety just goes through the roof. Rather than you almost blindly try and I, I have a, a a partner in my life that is very good about it. Like my wife is, she is yeah, you can very say much wife, my rock. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news: I'm married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just uh you know, it's it's very. It's very grounding and it's very, it's a good humbling feeling when I know that I don't have to do it, but at the same time, I still don't want her to have to do it. So I'll take on as much as I can until I'm about to, I don't want to say about to break, but like, I know my limits better than I used to. That's because you found your limits. Yeah. I still flirt with them. I flirt with those limits because mm -hmm. it's just it's just kind of in me. But I I know not to let it get to a point because I don't like I don't like it getting to that point, and especially for everyone around me. Yeah, that's I think that's the toughest part because you know you typically you can handle it, but the people around you you affect them without realizing yeah. it sometimes because you're in your own world, your own head, your own problems. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's funny, like, you know, I heard this thing, little Tom Hanks was saying, he was saying, uh, Wilson. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. 
I saw that movie too. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure he's cast away, but um he was saying like this too shall pass. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I saw it too. I was like, oh, that's your wisdom. And then he's like, he's like, oh, you think this is the end of the world? This is, you know, everything. No, this will pass. He's like, oh, you think you got all figured out? Think everyone likes you? And he's mm-hmm. like, that too shall pass. And I was like, damn. I mean, that's pr- pretty wise shit. And, you know, for me, I was like, man, that that's crazy. Because it just means like your hard times will pass. Your good times will pass. Yep. And with i don't know with with life and with everything i mean shit's gonna get thrown your way it's gonna suck but with with what i liked about that is you had to find your limits and i feel like i found so many of my limits but i found you know recent shit in my life i found a lot more limits like hey okay i hit them like this is i know where that line is and then once you find that line you know that you can't go past that line. You found out exactly what it was. Like, nope, this is it. I'm gonna stand on this line, and that's that. <clears throat> like, you almost find yourself because if you don't push yourself or push those limits or whatever, you're always like, well, how much more can I take? Well, you'll find out. You get low enough or in a dark enough spot, you'll find out what's the last straw you can take, and then you'll draw that line. Like, nope, no more. I can't do it. And then you find your limit and then you can work from there, you know, with, Hey, if they lose one more game, one more Super Bowl, it's yeah. not my team. <laughs> you know, I mean, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah. I, th- I think it's very important to find those and as much as it sucks. And that's what kind of, kind of worries me about, you know, even just, raising my kids in this day and age is because I feel like they're so afraid of failure that, and afraid of finding that limit that it won't it try turns into a, yeah, it won't try or someone else come in and fix it for me because I don't want to try it. And I do my best as a parent to teach the lessons and try and have them, you know, fail a little bit. Also, give them some good good lessons along the way but it's just i don't think everybody's on board i don't even think our school system and everything is on board but nah, i don't want to dive bunch, too deep into that nah, they're a bunch of coddlers but i think i think that's why sports are so big dude is because yes. they teach you to fail they teach you to get back up they teach you hey we lost this game but we're gonna go back and practice on monday and we're going to get back at it. And we're going to practice all week and we're going to go play another game. We're going to win that game. Like it teaches you how to get back up when you've been knocked down. Meanwhile, all your teammates are doing that with you as well. Yeah, you're not alone. Every, everybody feels that. Everyone is picking each other back up. Everyone is held accountable. If there's all that back for that's what happens in practice. Like I think all of that camaraderie is a very hyper emotion way of to to deal and to learn that shit to accountability to you know pat you on the back when you did really good like you get all that great and low feelings from it but you deal it you deal with it outside of you know parents influencing you 
all the adults like you have a, a team camaraderie that you you bounce back and forth within each other that feels different than you know letting down your mom or dad or something well, uh, like that yeah because they're not like putting in the same work as you and you let them down but if somebody's next to you putting in that same work and they're working just as hard as you you're gonna be like fuck I'm going to try so hard because they're trying so hard and I ain't going to let him down. He ain't going to let me down. You know, it builds that bond. It's it's pretty cool, actually. It's one of my favorite things about sports. And, you know, and also like with the kid question, see, I mean, I I did a lot of shit. I played a lot of sports growing up and, and did all that. But like I found, you know, I've been finding out when I'm older, I had to, I'm still, but I'm like still forcing myself to do things that I don't want to do. Kind of like, yes, man. I know it's a comedy, Jim Carrey, Mm. but to me, like the whole point of that is to like, get out of your comfort zone to just say yes to some things to open up new opportunities. Because if you live in your comfort zone, that's where you're going to fucking stay and you're not going to light stuff. But if, if I'm like, Hey, I don't want to take out the trash. I will be like, Nope. We're getting up, dude, and we're going to take it out. <clears throat> I don't care if it's snow on the outside. I don't care if it's midnight. We're just going to go do it. And then you do it, and you're like, all right, it's done. And you feel better. But, like, it's yeah. some of those things that you just, like, I don't know if you can teach that in a kid. Like, hey, I know you don't want to play, but we're going to play it. We're going to play the full season. You're not going to quit. You're going to push through it. I think there's something to that, though, because, you know, especially doing a molder, like I'm not really like a quitter. I'm, I don't know. Sometimes it annoys me how much I fucking fight for shit. <clears throat> but, the one- you know, the whole thing is like, I've been like forcing myself to do some things I don't want to do. And then I do them and I feel better. I'm like, all right, that's done. It's not weighing on me anymore. I just did it. It's not that tough. I'm going to just push through and do it. You know, mm-hmm. like something simple, like taking out the trash. It's not that tough, but you're like, fuck, it's cold. I don't know if I want to do it. I'm pretty comfortable. No, you just get up and you go do it. It takes like two minutes and you lay down. You're like, all right, I feel accomplished. Now I can relax. Rather than that weighing on you, like it's just little shit like that. Uh, yeah, it's definitely little things. And I think that's why sports growing up, because they don't have that. I mean, you fight with that at, you know, 33 years old and imagine a kid trying to fight with that by themselves without having to learn the actual push. I think that's where sports comes in because there's a lot of side by side, you know, look, look to the guy or girl next to you who is doing it with you. So it motivates you. It helps you push yourself to that point where you're not only doing it for yourself anymore, you're doing it for the person next to you. And that feeling, I mean, you go through that for so long in your life, depending how long you are in sports, but it, it definitely teaches you and and shows you a good lesson in life so that you are more equipped later on when you don't have that side by side teammate. You're not you're not pushing for that goal for somebody else. Like you have to dig deep and remember that feeling and then, you know, maybe you get to family life and then you start pushing for you let that motivate you for your, your kids, your your spouse, like that that teaches you a good fundamental. Yeah, there's a lot of lessons to it. And I think that's why people don't they might 
See, I think a lot of people look at football as like, oh, well, you can get a concussion, you can get hurt. But nobody looks at all the good shit about it because it is phenomenal how much teamwork and and then you translate that, that to life real quick. How many jobs are there where you have to work as a team? Mm-hmm. How, <clears throat> you have to work together to accomplish something. You know, it doesn't have to be football. It can be whatever you want it to be. But there has to be a camaraderie. There has to be like, I'm working hard and so are you. And we're going to work together to accomplish this goal. Like there ha- there's, there's something to that that's so profound in life. It just transfers over. And that's why I'm such a big advocate on sports. You know, I've coached football, like, and, you know, sometimes for free. Like, I just do it because I know that there are some coaches out there who don't give a fuck about your kids or want them to succeed. They're just there because their kid's there and they're like, hey, well, I want to I want to do it. No one else will do it. For me, I'm like, hey, I'm going to teach these kids this shit and it's going to translate in life. And I'm going to help them push through tough times and I'm going to help build them to the people that they should be in life. And I know it's a small part, but at least it gives them a boost. Anything that I can do, you know, to help them out. That's what I'm going to do because I had, you know, some coaches, you know, like ruin a lot of shit for me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I just had no fun doing it anymore because the coach is like, just ruined it. And I was like, I will never let that happen. I'm going to be, you know, so passionate and want to help out so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good coach. I want to do my own horn, but I'm pretty good coach. You know, I, I do my thing and pretty smart and, and yeah, we win a lot of games, but I focus so much more on like, Hey, how are you doing kid? How are you doing in school? What are you doing after school? You know, I'll just chat with the kids just to see where their life is. Because for me, like, I'm pretty observant. I can spot out some people maybe struggling or whatever. I'm like, hey, what's up? And they always have some story. And then I'll talk to them about it, you know, a little bit in private or whatever. Give them a little small chat. <clears throat> and then we'll go back and play. And then all of a sudden they'll be out of it. Not every time, but a lot of times we'll be out of it. And then we get practice and it's like pushing through that tough time. And then they know that people around them actually give a fuck about them. Like, hey, they're here. All my teammates are here. You know, like, there's just something about it. It's just, I don't know, maybe maybe it's ingrained in us. Maybe that's what all these, maybe that's what humans want in general. I mean, I know that people want to connect with other people. I know that is a fact. I think they need to. I think we need to. I think it's ingrained in us. Like, I think... You know, we need a we need a spouse. I think we need one in life. And also, I think, you need, you know, that's why friends are important, like good friends, you know, to know that people have your back and you're like, hey, man, I'm I'm here with you. We're going to get through this shit together. And, and sports and, teaches a lot of that. And I mean, you could even break it down to as easy as just like physics. Like you could be all right. I can't move this couch by myself over here you can't move this couch by yourself over here but us together we can move the entire house around as two people like that's a good one i like it like the power of our individual is limited but the power together is i mean limitless we can do whatever we can do 
move freaking mountains. You yeah. just have to realize how much stronger you are together than you are. Yeah. And I think that alone is, is a is a good lesson to have. And then imagine you, you know, four, five, six people. You Now where's your potential? Your potential is through the roof. So yeah, you got a together. team. Yeah, stick together that you you don't have to do it by yourself. And I think that's a that's something actually even just saying that out loud is probably something that I need to be better at. That I I have to realize that I have you know a lot of good people, a lot of loving people around me that will help me you know carry some burden. And I I'm not even asking them to carry it, but I'm They're trying willing to, to. Carry it. By myself and, and, and that's I, where i need to let go on some things i'm guilty of it too i mean 100 percent. you know i think it's when you do shit on your own for so long like man no one's been here to help me i gotta do it by myself it's just what you i don't know what's natural what's been going on in your life you're just like hey i always done this by myself yeah <clears throat> so asking for help might sound weird or be like, ah well are they really going to help? Are they going to help for a minute and leave? Yeah, mm-hmm. those are all questions. But you'll never find out if you don't ask. And then you'll find yeah. out, hey, this person helped out so much for me. You know, I can create a bond. I can do a lot of shit for you. Maybe you're friends for life after that. Like go through some trauma or go through some shared experience that was tough and you made through it together. You know, it, it builds some shit. There's something to that. <clears throat> And so when you, I don't know, when you like are willing to like let go a little bit, you know, and just be like, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm a, cause I mean, I'm guilty, man. I, I don't ask for help much when I do. I'm like, all right, well, I'm happy that, you know, this person, even you be like, I, you know, we've had plenty of chats of been like, man, I don't want to reach. I don't want to put this burden on you. I don't want to, you know, put my shit on you. Because I know that everyone always has their own shit they have going on. I'm like, well, why is my shit so important over your shit? Maybe you haven't told me your shit. Like, I haven't told you mine. But when you actually reach out, you're like, fuck. You know, that actually helped out a lot. Give you some clarity. Carry this couch with me, man. Can't do it by myself. Right. Who said that? Chris Rock? Something like that? I think it was uh, Josh P. That's me. Uh, JP. <laughs> yeah, I think you said that. But yeah, seriously, I mean, you try to pick up a couch, three seater, yeah, it's awkward. Can't do it. Another person like, fuck. I'll walk backwards. Yeah. yeah I'll moonwalk. I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, it's easy now. <laughs> they call me Billy Jean. But it's the same way in life or anything, really. Like, if someone is willing to be there and help, they can lift that burden. Yeah. And between the two of you, it's a lot lighter than it is by yourself. Yeah. A lot lighter. And when you pick up the couch, you'll see if that other person falls down and crumbles and quits or they don't. Maybe they can't carry it with you, but maybe they can't. You'll never know. You'll certainly never know if you don't ask and you just try and do it yourself. Yeah. Because then you're not even giving them the opportunity to help you. So do you think that uh now go ahead, finish that question. Uh, I was just gonna say 
um, comes down to stubbornness and maybe not even stubbornness like fully, but just the, uh, the, the burden that you've placed on yourself that you can take care of it. Even, even if you don't want to be stubborn about it, you just want to be able to prove it to yourself that you can, you can do it. Yeah. That's, that's different because maybe you can, but if you don't have to and someone is there willing to help you through it, that's where I think you need to loosen the reins and be like, I don't have to make this that hard on myself because someone is more than willing and probably wants to lighten your load and doesn't even add Hello. that much to their load. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> Uh, there's a yeah I think there's a big difference though between like hey no one can push you out of bed I mean maybe throw some water on you or something but you gotta do that yourself I think a lot of shit we're talking about is like hey I'm I'm stuck in this I don't know what to do or I'm at this crossroads in my life I'm you know trying my best but I'm failing or you know, this hardship is going on in my life, you know, and you're just struggling. <clears throat> There's, I think that's more what we're talking about rather than like, Hey, I got to get up out of bed. I got to go to the gym. Sure. There's people who can push you, but more of the other side is where like, you got to let people help you out. Especially when you're stuck, you don't know what you're doing. You've never been around here before. You don't know what the hell's going on. <clears throat> I mean, you could even be like, Hey, I've been, I don't know how to lift at the gym. Yeah, somebody might have to teach you or show you the ropes a little bit or walk you through some stuff. If you try to lift it yourself, you're going to struggle, hurt, look like a moron, you know, whatever. But I think when you're stuck or where you're going through trials and shit, if you reach out then when you know, I don't want to burden somebody. Yeah, well, maybe they can help you out. Maybe it's not big of a burden to them. Maybe they don't give a fuck. Maybe it's like, hey, I'm just here to help, dude. Whatever you need. There ain't no problem on me. Yeah, just and it's it's not even that much like for them to help. Like you think that you are basically tossing all of your struggles and all your all your stress onto their shoulders. And it's like, no, I'm just helping you carry it. And it's pretty damn easy if we're both doing it. Yeah. It's 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 pretty simple and that help might have been there the entire time and you just didn't allow someone to help. It's like, well, made it pretty damn easy now that we're both doing it. And I'm sorry that I was trying to take it all on, but yeah, you realize that after. Yeah, definitely. I mean, God, man, this is so much better. Why didn't I ask for help earlier? But in the moment, you don't see that. You're just like, fuck, I don't want to, you know, do that to them. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of blind about it because you just want to you want to take you want to take it on you want to take it all on so they don't have to. When it's just like, eh, well, there's four of us here. We could all carry this. You don't have to. Yeah. And yeah, but then you got three people standing around. Yeah. <laughs> Wondering why the hell you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, man, that looks tough, man. You sure you don't want some help? Hmm? No, I'm fine. I got it. I'm fine. <laughs> you don't have to tilt like... that couch down, right? Okay, no. Don't fall. 
No, it's a. I mean, just thinking about it in in those terms, it 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 brings brings a lot of uh, perspective that even I'm guilty of not fully having. Like I saying it right now, like I'm trying to, you know, tell everyone else that oh, this is how you should do it, and this makes sense. I'm just like, God damn, I'm so guilty of what I'm talking against right now that just, <laughs> it's, just it's kind of funny. Uh, are and we all though? I think so, man. I, I think that's why we have these talks. So it kind of opens my eyes a bit. <clears throat> yeah. Cause well, I mean, I'm super guilty too. I'll be like, Hey, preaching this stuff and it'll like trigger something. I'm like, well, you didn't do that last week. And you're like, fuck, uh, you're right. I need to change that. And you know, and get back to that. Cause isn't it weird though how if you're in the if you're in the shit, you can't see out of the shit. But if you're outside yeah, the shit, you could see in it all day and be like, come on, dude. You're a yeah. moron. I see everything. Yeah. It's like watching a you know, a TV show. You know, you were cruising on Netflix, you're like, ah oh, man, it's a scary show. It's like, don't go over there, dude. Terrible idea. But when you're in it, like panicking you're like fuck i don't know where i'm at i can't see anything my brain's cloudy and foggy and i can't think straight and i'm stressed out anxious don't know what i'm doing and you just make moves yeah that's why that's why people need a i wouldn't even necessarily say help but they just need a different perspective yeah so i like that i like that yeah the other perspective is just like it could change the way you view things and I think it's not too much to ask and you shouldn't let pride get in the way and allow other people's perspectives to kind of change the way you think. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's crazy how, you know, shit works or transfers or whatever, like so much stuff that I grew up on and lessons I learned in football and teamwork, he transferred over, but the shit you don't learn, you still got to learn when you're adult, like Mm -hmm. how to look inward or look in the mirror. They don't teach you that when you're a kid. You just got to do it when you're an adult. Like, I'm fucking up. And you can't do that unless you look in the mirror and be like, listen, dude, we are fucking up right now. Like, we got to figure shit out. We got to quit doing this. You know, it's like a self-talk. But you don't figure that out until you get older because I was never taught that or shown that or seen that once in my lifetime when I was growing up to, like, look at myself and be like, it was just like, oh, I'm brushing my teeth again. You know, but yeah. now I'll, I'll brush my teeth and then look and catch myself in my eyes back. Why aren't we happy right now? And you'll think yeah. about it like, man, well, probably because we're fucking up. Probably because we need to change this. Probably because we need to do that. <clears throat> like, I didn't do that for the longest time. And now, since I've done it, I do it a lot. Because it's yeah. like a I think, I think that's self-talk. a good start. I mean, it's yeah. definitely a good start because it, it allows you to acknowledge that acknowledge those feelings instantly i think that's where you know family and having people around you to allow you to see things from different perspectives can kind of uh, decipher what your talk was that you had with yourself so someone Mm -hmm. says something and it kind of relates to what you had already had the conversation with yourself in the mirror just like okay so that's kind of why i was thinking this or that's why i felt this way Maybe I'll think along those lines or, you know, complete opposite. 
maybe whatever the person said to me, eh, nah, that's not at all how I feel. So at least I check that off. You know, that's not, that's not it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You learn shit. And when you have like really good friends who actually give a fuck about you, so you tell fake friends and real friends, but they won't try to sway you into what they think is right. They won't try to do any of that shit. They will just be like, hey, man, maybe I'll give you a different perspective so you can see things. Maybe it'll help clear something up, but you're going to have to come to that conclusion on yourself. I can't. I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink it. You know? I mean, and when you're in the shit, you don't want to drink anything. You're scared of everything. You're like, fuck, I'm all this water's contaminated except one. <laughs> well, you don't want to get you don't want to get stuck. That's the thing that sucks. If you're if you're just stuck in your own ways and your your own mindset, it's just a recipe to continue failing. Yeah, well, that's why you got to look at yourself and be able to like look at yourself and be like, all right, well, we got to make changes here. Like I'm fucking up, not have so much pride and ego. To be like, I'm never wrong. Everyone else is wrong. Sometimes you got to check yourself and be like, dude. We aren't happy right now. Why? Or this is going on. I'm super stressed out. Why? Why am I stressed out? What am I doing? Not say, what is what is everyone else doing? No, what am I doing to stress myself out? Because it's you that's stressed. And I'm guilty of it too. I'll be like in my head, stressed out, whatever. And I'll literally have to check myself. Like, why are we, why, you know, why are you so stressed out, dude? Why? And I'm like, oh, because of this and this and this. Okay, can you change that? Can you do anything? Anything to make you feel better? You know, and it just kind of go from there and just like take the steps. And it's a long process. It's not easy, but step one is realizing it. Because if you never realize it, you can't fix it. If you realize it, you can take steps, probably fail a bunch. But sooner or later, you're going to figure the fuck out. Just life. Probably fell a lot. And one thing that a I'll lot. say is uh, <laughs> it, it definitely, I don't know, for me at least, in, in my particular situation, it I think a lot of it came with with age. Like I, I could tell the difference between myself right now and myself five years ago. And if I was having a conversation with, my, with myself five years ago, it'd be hard to really see like the similarities that we have because I'm just like, ah, I feel like I've got a lot more, you know, figured out now, but it took a lot of a hell of a lot to get here. But I went through those roads and those particular paths to get to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. But that's something that like reflecting back to, to parenting like i don't know how i can translate that into like trying to raise my kids because i myself five years ago didn't have that figured out didn't know that so it's how much do you have to you know loosen the reins or how much even though it's a huge aha moment like i I know i should have done this from the get-go but i had to figure that out myself i had to i had to find that within myself and also need a lot of help to get where I am. So where do I leave it as like, you got to figure this out, son, daughter. And when do I let them have that lesson happen to them? And then I can teach that. 
Well, uh, maybe I'll say some a quote here. I don't know if it pertains too much, but we'll build on it. Um, you can't slow down the river and you can't speed it up. You know, like some things I think just got to happen. I mean, I, I don't think that you can control situations in your kid's life. Things are going to happen. You're not around. You're at work. You know, things are going to happen to them that you can't control anyway that might devastate them. They might get bullied. You know, they might get punched. You can't do anything about that. <clears throat> you can do some things to help minimize some stuff or, you know, help diffuse it or teach them how to fight or whatever you want to do. But the fact is that it's probably going to happen. But to me, it sucks being, you know, like a new parent seeing kids go through some stuff. But I always try to realize, like, I had to go through all of this shit to become who I am today. And all of these failures and all these low points and all of the shit I've been through and it's been the worst, but it made me who I am. And I feel like, you know, the main thing is just like, Hey, you have values. You have like, you know, make sure that they know that you're going to be there no matter what. And you teach them the right values and the right, you know, men to succeed. I think it's all you can do because you can't stop any situation. You can't really control it. Things are going to happen in life. You have no, you can get in a car crash tomorrow. You can't control that other driver. They can come in and smash, break your leg. <clears throat> you know, your kids like, like you can't control that. And no matter how much, you know, I don't want my kid to be a candy ass. He might, but I'm going to try my ass off to be like, Hey man, I'm going to teach you this shit and teach you how the world, the world works and life's going to knock you on your ass. So I'm going to try to toughen you up to be able to handle all of that shit. Like to me, it's more like the value of it, like sports, you know, I kind of been talking about like people are, ah, why are you sports fans so much? And why are you taking it so serious? Because it teaches you how to get back up. <clears throat> and at my age right now, that is what, with all the shit I've been through lately, that is probably definitely in the top three lessons that I'm learning, have to learn, learned growing up. Still, you know, all of it is to get back up when you've been knocked down. Yeah, you might go down for a minute. You know, there's a 10 count. You might be a little woozy, you might be shook. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sooner or later, you got to pick your head back up. Like, all right, I'm good. You know, you don't want to stay down. You might, everyone gets knocked down, but you don't want to stay down. You got to fight through it. If that's, you know, a day, a, a month, six months, year, whatever it is, like you get knocked down, everyone does, but you got to get back up. And that is what I think, you know, it's such a big lesson in what makes people fighters and not fighters. Because I was actually going to ask you this. I was having this conversation and be like, hey, are are we ingrained to be a fighter like a warrior? You think that's something ingrained in us or you think it's like a learned behavior? Um, I mean, for me in particular, I, I think it's just kind of, it's just in me. That's just how I am. But I think a lot of that stemmed from how I was brought up through failures and successes like i've 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 lived my life you know up to a certain point where basically my foundation was set 
and that kind of set the bar going forward. So I have a lot of things that I know really affected how I was brought up, things I didn't want to ever see happen again in my life, and I would promise that I would never let those happen. Things that I'm glad that happened, it took me years later to realize I was glad that those things happened because it now changed me into a very different person of I will never let my kids go through this. I will never let myself feel this way again. And then there's things that I buckle up the knees, you know, that happened years ago. Yeah. Still affect me. And I I think that the, the fight, the fight in me comes from, a lot of my roots. Mm-hmm. True. You know, I I I was thinking about that a lot too, and I uh, I was thinking, I was like, man, is it taught? Because my you know my family competitive, you know, a lot about respect and all that. Like, kind of growing up, but you know, I feel like I've always been like a fighter. Like, I don't quit. I just keep pushing. You know, even in like sports, like I remember. As a kid playing sports, I'd always ask my dad, I'm like, why don't these kids care? We're losing. And I'd be so frustrated. I'm like, they don't give a fuck. I mean, this is young, young. Yeah. Like, first start out in sports. I'm like, why don't they care? I want to win so bad. They don't give a fuck. And I think that's because of fighter. I don't know if it's ingrained in me or whatever, but I think it has, I mean, personally, I think it has a lot to do with just who you are and it's ingrained in you. And then some of it can be taught or pushed, but. I just feel like it was just ingrained in me because I've always pushed and strived and been like, man, I want to win. I want to accomplish this. I want to do this. I don't want to lose. You know, I want to get it done. I mean, things that you want. Sure, you're not like, oh, I'm I'm not going to quit on these dishes. Now, fuck the dishes. When you're a kid, you're like, ah, fuck that. (laughs) I ain't going to wipe out this counter. It's way too dirty. I did the dishes already. You know, but things that are more important to you, like, I feel like you're like, nah, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to push. It's just what I do. I mean, it's good, but sometimes. Because I've never been the other way. I've never really thought of it as, you know, I'm just going to give up on this. I'm going to give up on this. Like, it's always just been, maybe that's just how your life played out. Like, since, since early on, you've had to fight for it. So it's just ingrained in you. Maybe. Whether you knew you were fighting for it or not, like the circumstances around you kind of force you to fight or force you to feel a certain way because life wasn't easy. And could be. Maybe shit maybe shit sucks. So you just, you know, sunk your claws in and you just fought with the situation that was going on around you. And you didn't even know you were doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's a valid point because when you said that, I was just thinking like, you know, I didn't grow up tons of money or anything, you know, like there was a lot of times where eat whatever, or like, oh, well, I got 10 bucks throwing the gas tank for you, you know, or whatever, or <clears throat> whatever you had to go through, like, you know, and then for me, like, it's just ingrained. I'm like, I don't want to live that. I don't want to be like struggling or have not have money to go to the store, buy some shit, 
you know, have a little cushion. I think that shit kind of gets top, but it also makes you a fighter when you're like, hey, I got to fight for shit. I don't have the luxury of not doing it. So maybe, you know, maybe it is more learned than you think. I don't know. Well, I've, I've actually had a conversation with my son that this is probably less than a year ago of, you know, he was kind of curious on some things on my childhood and upbringing. He had questions about, you know, my mom because she's not around. And so I started talking to him about it a little bit and I told him, like, I, I live that way so that you don't have to live th- that way. Like, boom, drop the mic after that. that. Yeah, <laughs> I dropped that. <laughs> I dropped but the mic. I, I the laid it time, out. <laughs> at the same time, I, I've, I laid that shit out. I have to realize that within that same lesson, you know, saying that to him, I have to understand that he's not going to be exactly like me because I did that already. He yeah. doesn't have to do that. So now I have to understand that he's not going to have those exact same you know little core values maybe not even core values but that that resilience and that that toughness like he doesn't have to put up with that shit yeah he doesn't have to do that he might not understand like why you did it he might understand like oh well he did this so i can have this house but he's just it's normal to him oh this house is normal i don't know what it's like to live in a smaller house you're welcome yeah, you're welcome, buddy. <clears throat> but they don't understand that you might say it, but they don't understand until they have to go some through some struggles. One, like, oh, fuck. One day he will. Yeah, one day. But he probably doesn't understand now. But also, when you said that, it reminded me of like, you know, uh, strong men, great good times, good times, great weak men, weak men, great tough times. And. Michael. Yeah, <clears throat> Yeah, it's a cycle. Like, my dad always told me, like, I'm a lot less hard on you than my dad was on me. I'm like, okay. And for me, like, I think I'm pretty hard-headed and tough and see a lot of shit for what it is. But I don't know what my dad went through. I don't know what my grandpa went through. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> seeing the world for what it is, and you see a bunch of little sissies, a bunch of little nannies that cry about anything. And you're like, man, you haven't been through shit. You've never been through tough. You've probably never been spanked, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to adapt to all that, too. You're going to have to figure out a way to do it differently than it was done to you. Possibly. Here's my thought on it. Yes, but also no. If the cycle continues, then we're in a weak time right now, so you're going to have to create strong men because they're going to go through tough shit. So maybe we're we're at a low point all this and then shit will just shift and be like, fuck, we're in, you know, we have no money. We got balloons flying everywhere. We're shambles. We got fucking viruses everywhere. Like we're a bunch of shit show, a bunch of candy asses. And then all of a sudden it might flip and be like, Hey, we got to be tough, you know, because something might show up on our doorstep that makes us have to be tough. You know, we have no choice or whatever. Like there might be that shift because it's been this way throughout history. So it's coming. I don't know if it's 10 years, 50 years, whatever it is, but it's going to come up. <clears throat> and I feel like we're at a weak ass time. So oh, yeah, we are. that's why in my <laughs> mindset, like with my kid, I know he's six months now, but 
I have in my mind that I'm going to make him a warrior the best I can. Maybe he'll be a candy ass still, but I'm going to be tough on him, but try to teach him the best I can to understand and also not baby him. And he's like, hey, man, this is how the world is. It's ain't easy, man. We're going to push through this like we're going to push through everything else and teach him the best I can to push through shit in life to give him that, you know, that value, that experience to maybe give him a, you know, a little little push, a little head start to be like, oh, I faced controversy growing up. I don't have to face it now that I'm 12, you know, and this fat ass bullies pushing me around because his dad beats him. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Doyle? <laughs> yeah, Doyle rules, man. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to just try to give as many advantages that I know how to or think I know how to. Everybody fails. Everyone does shit different. I don't expect to be perfect, but I'm going to try. The best I can to just create more of a warrior than just fall in line and be like, oh, well, we can't do this, can't do that. I'm like, no. If some dude's in your face, you punch that motherfucker. Don't let him bully you again, or otherwise you're going to keep doing it. You can't cry at anyone. Like, you can save yourself. Like, I'm going to try to instill these values, and especially the values that helped me so much growing up. I'm going to try to instill those, but also, like, I just got a gut feeling that shit's going to be fucking tough in my kid's lifetime. Like, pretty fucking tough. So I'm going to do everything I can. You know, and, and whatever. People don't like it. If you don't like it, well, too bad. I'm going to just do what I think is right. And, you know, with all the coddling we got going on and you can't see this, can't do that. If I would just fall in line, I feel like I'm failing the kid. Because I'm letting him just fall in with the rest of the sheep. We're like, oh, well, don't do this. Yeah. And then she's going to flip on him and then he's going to be lost with nothing I- you know, no, no experiences, no nothing to help him push through that. He's like, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Doc, give me like 29 pills to help cure me, please. Oh, these are my fears, guys. They're <laughs> 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 leaking out, right? <laughs> Good Lord, I'm vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, God damn, I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> That was the perfect time. <laughs> Holy shit! Goddamn! Goddamn! I'm sorry, guys. I'm a mess. All I gotta say is, is I mean, I've I've had kids for a long time now. I mean, my son's about to turn ten, so I I can say I I do remember in your situation here, where your son is super young. You want the world for him. You you have an idea for how you're going to do everything, and it's going to pan out. So much shit changes. Like it's mm-hmm. it's going. Through. But I like where your head's at, though. I mean, stick stick to you know your your fundamentals, and just realize that you you are going to have to adjust a lot. Yeah, I I, I do realize that. I do realize that a lot of it is because what you've been saying the past little bit, you know, and I realized like, you know, oh, I have a little soft spot for the kid, you know, and we have fun and stuff, but there's just something always there to be like, nah, man, don't, you know, don't let him do this. Don't let him fucking anytime he cries, like, oh, let me just give you this thing to shut you up. 
Like sometimes yeah. I just suffer through and be like, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> I'll try to remember that best I can to be like, hey, man, we're going to figure this out because I'm in it right here with you. I don't want to hear you cry, but I'm not going to give you the thing that you want to teach you exactly. to be a shithead. <clears throat> we're going to you're going to cry. Well, OK, we're going to try to figure something out. You need to burp. You need to whatever you need to shit, you know, something to rather than just be like, hey, shut up. Like, that's what I try to keep in my mind. <laughs> And I know I things are going to, yeah. It's weird how it's like, oh, hey, I got a, no, this is weird. I'm not crying anymore because they gave me this thing. Sure, I might try yeah. to eat it. No, no, no. Yeah, that's not even parenting, though. No, it's that's, not. That's, well, that's resolving a little temporary situation. You're babysitting at that point, and that shit drives me nuts. Well, I feel like that's a lot of people do these days. Oh, here's an iPad. Here's a phone. Here's a whatever. Shh. Quit bugging here's me. Here's what. Here's whatever you want. And it's like, that was never the case growing up. And I'm, you know, fortunate enough to have my wife is basically the same way I am. We have a lot of common goals and we have a lot of parenting skills that, you know, maybe we didn't see eye to eye a lot on, but we've basically honed it in together so that we're there as a team. You don't have to lift the cash by yourself. We'll lose together. Yep. And we have stuck by each other's side. And we don't get to the point of, you know, oh, mom said this. Dad said this. Like, no, we are very in sync. My favorite band. (laughs) Justin. On teaching. (laughs) You're more of a Lance Bass guy yourself, I heard. Ah, buddy. I'll tell everyone. (laughs) 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 You fucking little tattletale. Blower. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's good to be a team and stuff. And yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I've you know, even the short six months I've had, like, I shit doesn't pan out the way you want it to, but I know me and I'm gonna know I keep trying to push this stuff. I mean, not everything's gonna pan out, and I'm gonna have to adjust and think of my feet, call some audibles, but I'm gonna keep trying that shit best I can. You know, and maybe shit a bit. Oh, okay, I'm gonna ease up here. Maybe try this or try something different, <clears throat> different approach or something. But I think I'm gonna just try to keep that same shit to be like, hey man, life's gonna be tough. So I is my responsibility to get you prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't think that'll leave me. I think my tactics might change a little bit, but that I know will stick with me because it's just there. It doesn't. It ain't gonna leave. I know that. Yeah. It's there in you, but at the same time, don't take on the full burden like we were talking about earlier. You can't, you can't, if if your kid does something, you can't directly have it be a reflection of what you were trying to teach them because they are individuals, damn thing, and they're going to do whatever the hell, a lot of time is opposite of what you want them to do. It's just yeah. natural. I right, learned the hard way. Yeah, they're still learning the hard way. Hey, don't don't steal that sucker. Well, they're gonna go fucking steal that sucker right away, and just instantly. It's like, okay, well, basically just doing exactly what I told you not. Yeah, there's gonna be so many lessons like that, especially early on, because they don't fully comprehend. Right. I was actually reading this thing that said like, don't say don't to your kids. Rather than be like, hey, don't um, 
or you can't like oh you can't mm-hmm. leave the table unless you eat three more bites and they said to be like hey eat three more bites then you can leave the table like just how you word it sometimes which is wild because they're like hey don't think of a tiger you're instantly gonna make oh a tiger boop <clears throat> they're like hey you know uh i don't know good example no, I see but- what you're saying. it's just that the way you word it is to turn it into a rather than disciplinary it turns it into some like a goal yeah accomplish this yeah like hey don't so- don't think of this but rather be like hey you know, think of it this way. Think of a, think of a fluffy pillow. Not, not. Don't tell them like, hey, don't think of a tiger, scary, or don't think of this clown that gave you nightmares. Mm. You know, tell them like what might help or what maybe to think of rather than don't do this because then it's like, oh fuck, I'm thinking of it right now. What do I do? Um, hey, don't wet the bed. Fuck, am I gonna pee tonight? Man, did I ready to pee now? Yeah, Fuck, they're gonna be so mad if I do pee my bed, and then that's all you think about. Well, you, it's setting setting them up for not accomplishing something and have you know a bad result for it, rather than saying, "Hey, do this," and then you accomplish this. So you work towards a goal rather than failing a goal. Yeah, like, hey, don't do this. It might sound easy, like, hey, don't. I don't know, spill your food. And then you're trying not to, and then you all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I knocked off the plate. Fuck, is everyone so mad? Yeah, exactly. Then, oh, I disappointed you. I yeah. did exactly what you told me not to do. And yeah. I wouldn't have done it, possibly, if you didn't say anything. Yeah, I was all nervous. You got me hyped up. and You know, rather than be like, hey, eat all your food. Yeah. I mean, and then they do it, and then like, oh, shit, okay, you spilled a little bit, but at least you ate it all. Because that's all that really matters. Because I feel like kids especially don't have that solution when you're like, hey, don't do this. Like, well, I don't know what to do then. You know, they have a solution for it, so they're going to fail. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, why don't you do this or this? Give them a couple solutions and they're like, maybe I'll try one of those. Instead of not mm-hmm. trying not to spill my food, maybe I'm going to just try to eat it all or something. Yeah. It's so fun just going, like, hearing what you're saying and, like, just, I've, I've been through all those phases of parenting that it's just, like, I remember those times of trying to do, trying to build their confidence, trying to have them do something and not flip it to the point where they're, oh, you're in trouble. Like, goddamn, like, spent so much time and so much effort into trying to figure out parenting and it's not a black and white I hate to bring color into it but it's not an easy thing to do it, it really is just something that you just figure out as you go along with it because your kid's going to be completely different than probably what you were prepared for yeah and i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to you know bring it back you know and try to tie everything together but i try feel like all back. all the lessons you learn from sports or whatever you're into i don't get sports people why do they care so much? Well, maybe first of all, try it out. Maybe you understand. <clears throat> or maybe look at it a different perspective. Don't look at the football team as a bunch of, you know, bullies or jocks or whatever fucking kids say these days. 
They'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, they work hard as a team and they lift weights to get big and they work their ass off, run two-a-days, you know? Like, a lot of times people complaining, when's the last time you did anything tough? Or, you know, you're just out here judging from the sideline. Why don't you get in it and figure it out or look into it and quit judging? Yeah, the world's always like, oh, everyone's so judgy and this and that. It's still there. Everyone just does it in different ways. Like, oh, well. As you as motivated as they are. Yeah. And just be open-minded. Be like, oh, well, because you can learn a lot of shit from Michael Jordan, Kobe, how much work ethic, how much passion, how much drive they had to do something that they love. You could just take that out of it and apply it to whatever you got, whether that's painting or photography or I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other things besides sports, but you can apply it so many different ways. I was going to say, I was saying it earlier, but it was just, it's so hard to apply that because that was my childhood. It was just, I was consumed by sports and that's, that's what really took over me. So going into other things that, you know, your, your kids might like, it's just like, okay, well, I mean, it's, it's a father's dream to have their, you know, son or daughter be involved in exactly what you loved because it's easy to relate and you could be like, Oh, I have a well of knowledge. Like, yeah, I'm going to teach you all this shit. Yeah. Oh, but if it doesn't go that way, eh, you have to learn to adjust and try and get involved in their passion because they're passionate about it. So you have to show interest and just be full on board and just cross your fingers that one day. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, pick up a basketball or pick up a football, but that might not happen. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes you got to do shit you don't want to do. And just, you know, like, make sure that they push through. Like, when your kid wants to quit, you don't let them. Or, yeah, that's that's a big thing. You stick to it. Yeah, you stick to it. You you know, you started it, you, you better finish. Because you're going to figure it out how to finish. It ain't going to hurt you. All it is is going to teach you some shit. If you don't like it, cool. But you're going to finish, you know, the season or whatever you got. And I think that teaches a lot of lessons because I'm a big advocate on this shit because it teaches you, you know, how to get up, how to push forward, how to be a teammate, how to work well with others, you know, how to share, how to all these different things that it teaches you, you can apply to life that you just knew naturally. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're into sports and you got a whole football or basketball team, you're probably going to be friends with those dudes. So now you're not alone. Now you're not a loner. Now you can't get. You can still get bullied, but at least you got friends around you. You know, you got people yeah. who give a shit a little bit, at least. You know, like you have something there. Not like, oh, I hate going to school. No one likes me. Okay, well, join a group. Join something to get you into something. It'll teach you so many things. Plus, you know, you might make some friends. Yeah, gain a lot of social skills, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Putting getting put in uncomfortable situations and yeah dude and the best time in life to learn shit is when you're young you don't have any responsibilities you don't have any other shit you don't have any bills you don't have anything holding you down you just learn a bunch of shit and fail a bunch and fuck up a bunch and as long as you have somebody there to be like hey man it's gonna be okay just pick yourself up like as long as you have some sort of a support system it'll help out if you don't you might have figured it out but you know, like at least you have something there to help you proceed because you're going to get knocked down when you're 18 and you're 25 and you're 30 and all this shit. You're going to get fucking hit by life 
and not know what the fuck to do. If you don't have any skills or any way to pick back up or any way to get you out of your shit, then you're fucked. And if you just crumble and just accept it, then it, you're stuck you are there. Going to be, you're going to be lonely. You are going to be wallowing in self-pity and you're going to convince yourself that you can't do something. Yeah, and so you're stuck there for the rest of your life until you figure it out. You'll live in the past. Yeah. Join, join sports. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> There's a moral of the story. Please get into some sports. Get into something because it'll teach you a lot. It's taught us a lot, a lot. Because I don't know where I'd be without any sports. Yeah, me neither. And it, it's crazy how much it has actually directly affected my life. Yeah. Even just going throughout all sorts of phases of my life. And especially now, like I, I, I can say that I'm very proud of how I've adapted to where I'm at in my life now because of where I came from. I've taken those lessons and kind of figured them out, you know, different pains I felt. I've learned how to change them into why I felt this way and turn them into lessons. And now I can, I can teach yeah. and I know how to deal with it. Yeah. So it's, it's a, I mean, I have a nine year old girl. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Oh, we're freaking all over the place. Yeah. I mean, one thing you can't take the knowledge with you, so might as well pass it down. Oh, yeah. I'll hand it <clears> off right now because I'm tired of dealing with the motion. Oh, yeah. Come get it. I'm holding this. <laughs> I'm holding it. Come get it. Tag. I live in a house full of women. <clears throat> yeah. It's a big lesson in itself. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Tampoons. Yeah. I liked it, Pete. Good, uh, Good stuff. We, you know, I feel like we, we dabbled a little here and there, but kind of stayed on it. Whatnot. Um, yeah, I'll probably probably go take a little lily pad poop. <laughs> ten minutes. That's for damn sure. It ain't oh, Sunday yeah. yet. So cork's still in. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, cheers. Till next time, everybody. Cheers, buddy. Catch you next week.